Um, so as it was, as it was said, um, as Dahlia said earlier, uh, this is Vision Month. We've been teaching on vision. Um, three specific things this month that we're talking about started with Word First Conference, Thy Kingdom Come and God's Will Be Done in the Earth. And, and we want to see God's will done in the earth. And to do that, the word that God gave me was following through. The, year, the, the word for this year was following through. That we'd be people that not just hear things, but hear things and meditate and then follow through. Amen? Because people that are consistent and persistent to not just hear and, and then go in one ear and out the other, but to meditate on things and let them become a part of you and follow through with it, those are the people in life that see results. Amen? I, you know, I, I'll just say this again. It was part of one of the songs. Nothing in life, nothing is the way it appears, negative or positive. Nothing is the way that it appears. Everything in life is subject to change, except He's the same yesterday, he's the same today, he'll be the same tomorrow, and, and for the rest of your life on planet earth, he'll be exactly the same, and even when you're gone, he'll still be the same. Amen? He never changes. He's the only thing that doesn't change. Everything else in life changes. Everything. Nothing, nothing is the way it appears. So with that, you don't have to be moved by the way something appears to be. You, you, you don't have to be intimidated by the way something appears to be. You don't have to be in fear of the way something appears to be. Because the, the never-changing God and His Word never changes, so I can put my faith in what never changes instead of being moved by things that will and the things that are and things that even appear to be a certain way in, in one setting. The next day can be totally different. You know how many people worry today about things they can do absolutely nothing about and a week from now never even think anything about it? <laughs> never even think another thing about it. Yeah. So this, this month as we're talking vision, as it was said earlier about how, in, how important that vision is and, and that we do with our, our visions what God wants, we're going to talk the rest of today uh, about as we go into next Sunday on Vision Sunday, we're going to talk about how vitally important it is to know how to have vision and how to, how, how to embrace the vision and what do I do to see vision manifest in my life. Because, you know, if I've heard it once, I've heard it I don't know how many times. Most people think and say that they just don't know what God's plan is for their life. Most people don't know what their plan is for, the, for, for God's plan is for their life. And, and so what we're talking about today has to do with making sure we understand how to follow through and how to hear his voice and know what is right for us. Amen? So today, um, we're going to go through and... and look at a number of different things that, that I believe are vital. Last week, the title of our message was Let This Mind Be In You, and today, uh, it's Let This Mind Be In You Too. <laughs> so, um, we talked 
in the last few weeks, we've talked about vision. And, and in Habakkuk 2, it talks about, we're not going to look at that verse. I'm just going to repeat the part that, that matters. But it says, write the vision and make it plain so that those that read it can run with it. Talking about corporate vision. In Jeremiah 29 and 11, if you put that up for me, uh, in the Amplified, it says, I, I like this because, because of that first sentence, I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. So, and, and we, we, we know thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope and a final outcome, but God knows he, he, God knows the thoughts and plans that he has for you. In other words, God has a plan for your life. And we've, we've been kind of delving into the understanding of where that plan started. Does God just, you know, as, as you go to college and you get educated in a certain area, then does God's plan just kind of pop up as a result of what you do? Or are, are we supposed to be connecting with and operating and flowing in what he had for us and getting to know what that is and what that looks like? Well, that's what I say. Proverbs 29 and 18 um, says, where there is no revelation, can you put the uh, amplified up for, with that? Where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God. So, so vision comes from revelation from God. Revelation from God comes from God's Word. But not just reading God's Word or hearing God's Word, but hearing the Word preached and taking what you hear and allowing it to be a part of you so that it becomes revelation. In other words, so it's something you really believe, not just something you heard someone else say. Maybe someone else says, well, you know, God will heal you, God will deliver you, God will prosper you. But what do you believe? Because at the end of the day, what you believe about yourself is what, or, or what you think about yourself is what you believe, and that's the way you'll live your, your life. God wants us to live our lives based on what He says and His thoughts and plans for us and not what we generate or come up or, or maybe people have told us about ourselves. If you grew up in your life and people telling you that you'll never amount to anything, if you don't get rid of that, it'll control your life. And what will happen? You won't amount to anything. Because as a man thinks, he's that way. See, that's why our minds have to be renewed to how God sees us. Amen? Um, Ephesians Ephesians um, 1 and verse 3. <clears throat> Blessed is, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. When did He choose you? He chose you before Adam and Eve. That we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. He chose us before the foundation of the world. Now, I've been meditating on this thought for a long time. This may be the first time you've ever heard anybody say this. But I've been meditating on this for a long, long time. And for, for God to have a plan for me 
before the foundation of the, of the world doesn't make natural sense. It doesn't make sense. But for, for God to have a plan for all of humanity before the foundation of the world doesn't make sense. And it's, but yet it's one thing for someone to, to know that God had a plan for everybody. But I'm telling you today, God had a plan for the individual one. See, he had a plan. If, and, it, and if it would have just been you, he would have had that plan. I said last week, and this is just kind of a thought that I had, and you, you can take it or leave it. But if, if, if he had, the, the Bible says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and everything was created by that. So in the beginning, God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God said a lot of different things, and he created man by what he said, and it was that way. Well, well I, I've never known God in his Word to ever do anything just off the top of his head. So there had to be a planning meeting. And I believe that before the foundation of the world, that planning meeting had three people in it. Had three individuals in it. It was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen? It was the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And the Father and the Word and the Holy Spirit in the beginning had a planning meeting. And what did they plan? They planned all of humanity. They had the plan for your life and your destiny that's why he said, God has thoughts and plans for you that, that were established before the foundation of the world. See? And, and if that was so, then somehow we have to be able to understand what that is. Would, would God have a plan for you and then keep it from you? Eh, we're going to trick him and try to, you know, play games with him and see if they can stumble over it. Absolutely not. But it appears at times that many of us stumble over things and stumble over areas of our life and, and trying to find what the will of God is and to really know what the will of God is. So, um, if God knew, if God knew before the foundation of the world, what my plan was and what humanity's plan was, then I've got to get to a place where I'm in a position to understand that. Now, um, give me 1 Peter 1 and verse 18. It says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. But with, pre with, with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, <clears throat> he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. He, uh, back to verse 20, he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. He was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Jesus Christ and his plan and his purpose in the earth was foreordained, and what he had for you and I was foreordained, and Adam and Eve were the first of us that stepped into that, and then they lost it. 
For 4,000 years, humanity was walking around trying to figure out who they were. And then the second Adam, Jesus, came and put us back in that place to be able to receive it. But we have to know how to get it. He was foreordained and now has been manifested on our behalf to be able to empower us. Remember what I said last week? Everything that is in the name of Jesus was invested in Christ. Everything that Jesus did is invested in that name and he gave us that name. Remember that in what I'm going to say here in a minute. Now, Psalm 37. And I want to kind of just get to the meat of what I'm going to say today. What, what Adam lost, the second Adam, Jesus, restored. Everything has been restored. Totally, 100%. It's totally restored. Everything. Right? So, in Psalm 37, here, here's a psalm of David. He said, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they, sh- they, they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Why would David tell us that? Because a lot of times people are focused on what other people are doing instead of realizing what God's called them to do. Amen? Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. How do you do that? Through His Word. By the person of the Holy Spirit and God revealing things to us. Delight yourself also in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart. In other words, God will plant things inside of you, His will and His purpose and plan, and then He'll cause those to come to pass. So we've got to know what that is. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in Him, and He will bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way and because of the man who brings forth wicked schemes. Um, Leave it right there because I want to finish two more verses. But it's not the years that it takes in your life to see things manifest. It's the process. Okay? Two examples. One in the Old Testament, one in the New. The, 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 the Savior in the Old Testament was Moses, saving the children of Israel. And he was 40 years in the palace. He was 40 years in the wilderness. And he spent 40 years fulfilling the purpose and the plan that God had for him. It's not the years, it's the journey. It's not the number of years that matter, it's the journey. Second example, Savior in the New Testament, which is the true Savior, Jesus, right? He spent 30 years of preparation for three years of what he was called for. 30 years to prepare himself to know the will of God. When Jesus was 12 years old, man, he was was meditating and feasting on the Word. He got so wrapped up in the Word that they went in to Jerusalem and they forgot him and went a three days journey and had to go back and find him because he was so just he he wasn't disobeying his parents he wasn't running away from him he got so wrapped up in the word because he was growing he was developing even though he was of the seed of God he didn't know all that his life consisted of if if he did if he knew the day that he was born if he had this understanding of what he was going to go through then he wasn't our perfect example 
Now, he wasn't the perfect example. He had to go through those things. 30 years of preparation for three years of fulfilling the purpose and the plan that he was put on the earth for. Now, listen to me. I'm telling you. You have a purpose and a plan. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. You have a purpose and a plan. And it's never over. See, remember, out there it looks one way, but it's never the way it seems. See, today in your life, what matters is how you connect with what he thinks about you. See, because he's never changing. He's a never-changing God with never-changing mentality to accomplish things in and through you and I in the earth that the world has never seen before. Amen? So, God God is renewing and restoring those that hear and do and meditate and apply the word. He's, he's, he's renewing us and restoring. See, he can't renew you without the word. So it takes the word and it takes you allowing the word to renew your mind so that, and, and I'm going to just put this word out here and then we'll look at it in just a minute, so that you can recall things. Our minds are being renewed so that we can recall what his plan and purpose was for us. He had a plan before the foundation of the world. There was a meeting between Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And in that meeting, in that meeting, he said, Taylor Scoggins is going to do this. He said, Josh Widener is going to do this. He said, each and every one of you in here Everybody right now, say your name. Ready? Say it. Veronica. Did everybody say their name? (laughs) Ready? Say your name. Ready? Say it. Bert. So each one of us have a name, and in that meeting, they established what you would do. See, you can't renew something. You can't renew something you didn't have. If you had a subscription, like I talked about last week, you had a subscription to a magazine, and you're renewing it, it's because you already had it. See, he already had your plan, and now your mind is being renewed to what he thinks about you. And what his plan, what do he say? What do he say? I, ha- I, have, I have plans, I have thoughts and plans for you, thoughts and plans of good and not evil, and an expected end. I'm living my life today with expectation to just fulfill his plan. Oh, I'm going to save the world. No, I'm not. No. I'm going to be a part of seeing people delivered and set free and saved and, 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 and liberated, but I'm doing my part. All I, all I want to do is fulfill what he's telling me. So I have to be actively busy listening and knowing how to listen to receive to do the things he wants me to do to fulfill that plan and purpose in the earth. Can you say Amen. <clears throat> so in other words, he's, a, he's renewing us to the, our original state. Where we were before the foundation of the world. See, Adam and Eve stepped into it. They screwed it all up. We had to walk around like this for 4,000 years. And then came the light. And he liberated all of mankind. And we don't have to. Those songs we sing... Everybody say, no fear. No fear. No fear. 
Absolutely no fear. We have no fear. Amen? Then, as that happens, then you can walk and talk and live in His plan for your life. You can walk and talk and live in His plan for your life. Amen? Um, So, I mentioned one of these last week. I'm giving you, as as I end this message today, I'm giving you three things... And, you know, this is just for, in this message, this isn't the exhaustive revelation on what I'm fixing to talk about. I'm just giving you some things that God's given me. But there are three things that are being restored to us that we are receiving back to be able to, to accomplish. So there are three things that you and I have to have. And the title of my message uh, today is the first thing, that In Christ Jesus, we got our minds back. See, Adam and Eve lost not only their minds, but they lost the minds for humanity. Everybody lost their mind. You ever made that statement? Oh, I feel like I just lost my mind. You did, but you got it back. Amen? And what you got back was his mind. The scripture says, 1 Corinthians 2, but we have the mind of Christ. Say it. Say, I have it. Amen. I have the mind of Jesus Christ. Wow. I mean, your mind goes tilt with that thought. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind, of, yeah, that has been, that, that's been won back. That Philippians 2.5 says, let this mind be in you which was in him, that he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He said, let this mind be in you, that there is an equality with God, meaning, meaning, he's my daddy. You know, Laura's my child. There's an equality with her that other people don't have because she's my child, same way with your children and on and on. You see? There's an equality that's there. We're, we're, we, are, we are from Him, all of us. And our daddy had a plan for us before we were even thought about. You cannot understand that plan with your mind. With a lost mind. You have to have a mind that has been regained, and that mind is the mind of Christ. Amen? Romans 12, 2, just throw that up there. We read it last week just as a reminder on this. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now listen to me. Listen, if you think it's God's will for you to be sick, And then your mind is renewed from the Word, and then you start telling people that you're healed because you believe it, not because pastor said it, but because you believe it? Then you're proving for yourself what the will of God is for you. See? And when you get a hold of it, then you can give that to someone else. See? If you get it. But see, if I don't get it, and I stay still thinking what... I heard 
40 years ago or 20 years ago or I heard someone say and you just took a hold of that and you believe that was the will of God, then you're walking around with a different mind. You're walking, you're walking around with a lost mind. It's lost. Because the original state of your mind was His. Say it. I have the mind of Christ. Yikes. Wow. So, Romans 6 and 14 says, Sin shall not have dominion over me. What is sin? It's disobedience to God. You can say, well, sin is the act of... No, that's the act of sin. It's the act of disobeying God. If a person's in adultery, they're, or, or whatever the, the, the situation may be because they have no understanding of something, if someone has no understanding of something and they're in, a, like in adultery or whatever and they're in that and they have no understanding, that's not sin to them. See, to know better and to, and to continue to do it, to have understanding and revelation is to walk in that way. You see? So, so what... So, the Bible says, sin shall not have dominion over me, okay? Well, it's disobedience, and what it is, is it's fear of doing the will of God. So I always change that up, or not change it, but add to it, and just say, fear has no dominion over me. So, 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 so the, the, the sin issue, <laughs> Jesus has already delivered us of all sin. See, the sin issue, at times, Christianity's made this whole thing about sin. Well, you know, you're in sin back the truck up I mean we're all we all got something come on everybody's working on something and if you're focused on what someone else is doing then you're way wrong with the word you're not you don't have the mind of Christ you're not thinking the things of God see when I'm not in fear and I'm in faith and I desire to do the will of God I won't do what's wrong you see so don't be criticizing and judging everybody for what they appear to be doing that's not right. It's because they don't have the revelation. They don't have the vision to see. Their mind is being renewed. Everybody say, it's being. Okay? You're recovering. It's being renewed. You're getting your mind straight. That's why you keep coming here and you do something with what you hear because you're still recovering. See, we're recovering the mind of Christ day to day. Less of me and the way I think and more of the way he thinks. That's my life. Everybody say, that's my life. You guys have to live that way. Every one of us have to live that way or we won't receive what he had purposed and planned for our lives. We have to operate in the mind of Christ. Can you say amen? Second thing that we received back, we received his name. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. But throughout the year, we're going to talk about this. Because most people don't understand what the name of Jesus is about and what it's for. Most people have no clue. Most people just think it's a pretty name. Or it's, it's a religious thought about, about Jesus. Or they just think about Jesus dying on the cross. Thank God that he died on the cross. But he didn't stop there. Amen? He went to hell for you and I and represented us in hell. He rose on the third day, ascended at the right hand of the Father, and now everything that he did was invested in that name, and he gave us the name to use the name on the earth so that we could do what he did on the earth, and even greater things. Why? Because now we can all do it. Can you say amen? But this, this name was given back to us, and I want to just 
make this quick point. Give me Acts 2.38. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Let everyone be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Give me Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore and make disciples. This is the last thing Jesus told us. is the Great Commission. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Wow, looks like the word's contradicting itself. Give me Acts 10.36. The word which God sent to the children of Israel preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. So, like I said, we're going to talk about this extensively throughout the year, but I'm just going to say this to you. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. Father is Lord. Jesus is the Son, the Word, the living Word. And the Holy Spirit is Christ, the anointed one, the anointing, the the power on Jesus that caused Jesus to do and accomplish. So what we received was three in one. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Three in one. That's what I received back when Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father and he said, it's done. Now, you go in my name and you do the things that I have commissioned you to do and I will I will reveal to you what those things are. And everybody has a plan and a piece and a part. Everybody sitting here today has a plan. And that plan was established before the foundation of the world for you to be renewed and recall what was said about you. You say, well, but but what if there really wasn't a meeting? There had to be. There had to be. Because... All of this was established, as the scripture said, before the foundation of the world. There had to be. See, when I'm, when I'm in a situation or I'm ministering to somebody or whatever, because of the Holy Spirit in me, he brings to my remembrance the things that he said over 2,000 years ago. Well, I read about them and I meditate on them, but he brings and recalls to me the things that I need to know when I need to know them. Amen? And And... How, why would he not recall and bring to your remembrance the things that he had established for you? Because all through the scriptures that we've read today, he, he had a plan, he had a purpose, he established you, and now we're being renewed and we're recalling what those things are so we can fulfill in the earth what his plan is for us, not just what we can dream up about ourselves. And the third thing, that I'll end with today is that we received our language back. 
you, you and I, you and I have to have minds that are renewed. We have to operate in this earth in the authority of the name of Jesus and understand what that looks like in a personal way. I have to know how to overcome every situation and obstacle that comes my way. I have to know that. And, and, and I'm telling you today, the way that you know and understand vision for your life that is connected to your destiny is through the person of the Holy Spirit. Five times in the book of Acts, five times, people were prayed for to receive the Holy Spirit and there was the evidence of praying and speaking in other tongues. And it started in Acts 2.4. I'm not going to read all these. I'm just going to read this one. In Acts 2.4 on the day of Pentecost. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to pray and to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It's no different than today. Five different times in the book of Acts, the same thing happened. There is a language, there's a spiritual language that you and I have to tap into to recall, to renew, to establish and set us up in the way that we think like God thinks. It renews your mind. Otherwise, if we don't tap into that language, the language of the earth will continue to convince us that what we see is real and that, and that what we see is the way it is and it will always be that way. See, because that's not true. I said at the beginning of this message, everything in life is subject to change. Nothing is the way it appears to be. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I'm telling you today that in Christ, he has called you to do great things. Not just, not just get by, but great things. But there is a way to the greatness that has to come through him. Like I said earlier, like I said earlier in using Moses as an example, it's not the years that it takes. There's not one experience of any person in the Bible that they did this and in six months they were delivered and set free and, and they were fulfilling the purpose. It was all 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, 25 years, 28 years, 40 years, a number of different times. It's not the number of years. It can take a year, five years, 40 years, or whatever. It's not the years that it takes. It's you connecting with the journey and believing in it. And when I don't see what I want to see after one year, Man, I'm staying with it because I believe in the, in the process. I believe that God has my plan and, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, my mind is being renewed to that and it takes time. It took Jesus 30 years to get to a place where he was ready to fulfill what God put him on this earth for and that was to deliver you and I back to the original state that God had created us to live and operate in. 30 years. So how is it you and I are going to get it in six months? Amen? So, give me uh, John 14, and, and I'm going to end with this, and I want to pray for you today. Um. <clears throat> So, as we've always talked about around here, it's vital that you understand 
there's, there's two visions that need to be important to you. And the first vision is not your own. First vision is what God is building. He's building his church. And when you have vision of building the church and you see yourself connected to what he's building, what evolves from that is your plan and your part in building the church. Not building this building. Not, not building, it's not about, it's not about building gates of the city to be the biggest church on the planet, okay? It's not that. Hear me when I say it. It's not that, okay? That is, that is a result of understanding what God's building his kingdom about. See, see, in the building of the kingdom is every kind of vocation, every kind of ministry that there is, because ministry is not inside the building, other than the word being preached and people, your children are back there not just being babysat but ministered to. The ministry comes in so we can take it to the world and make the difference, you see? But we we got to believe in the importance of what God is building first so that what I'm called to do will evolve. See, because then I won't try to make what I'm doing happen. It will evolve because I'm recalling and renewing my mind, and now I'm strengthened with the power of the name of Jesus. And, and, and the power of the name of Jesus is becoming real to me, even on mornings when I wake up and I feel, you know, violated by the enemy. Thoughts maybe came to my mind and, and whatever. I can pray in the Spirit, get liberated and free of that, and move on in the day in the power of the name of Jesus. You see, we have to have both of those. So, th- this, is, this is what he gave you to know your vision. Oh, you know, Pastor, I just know what I'm called to do right here. I wish there was another way to do it. I wish you could, and you know, many of you have come in and you tell me certain things you believe God wants you to do, and I get in agreement with you. If God shows me something as, as your under-shepherd, I'll, I'll share it with you, give you opinions or whatever, but I will never take the job of the Holy Spirit to tell you what to do. See, there's something about, there's something that's demonic and controlling about that that's wrong. Now, if you ask me what I think and what my opinion is, be ready, because I'll give you my opinion. If I, ha- if I have one, I, I, as an under-shepherd, it's, it's vital that, I mean, I have nothing to win or lose. I'm not trying to keep you from something or trying to promote you into something. I want to see what God has for your life. So I'll do that. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's between you and the person of the Holy Spirit. And what he reveals to you and what he shows to you is what matters for your life. And this is how vision gets established. Dahlia said, talked about earlier about what we did last year. We're going to do the exact same thing this year. So next Sunday, morning and night, most of the laying on the hands of of the visions will be on Sunday night. But we're just going to agree with you. The Bible says if any two agree as touching anything that they ask. So if you have your vision written right here and we lay our hands on this, any two agree on that? It'll be done. It'll be done. My God, it'll be done. So all week long this week, you take this verse of Scripture and what I've talked about today, and you apply it in your life, and you come with vision written down. We're going to preach about a couple things on Sunday, and then we're going to have Sunday night, and just a short word, and we're going to pray over visions on Sunday night. And you come with that vision, with expectation, 
from things that you believe God gave you and watch them come to pass. I'm just telling you, because God's not a liar. Everything that God says will come to pass. So this is what Jesus said on that side of the cross before he liberated us. He was telling us what was going to happen, and this was, and this was it. But the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby, wow. How, how, how can you lose with that? That's what I have inside of me. That's what you have if you're born again. Holy Ghost is inside of you, and that's what he is to you. He, he's your counselor. He's your helper, intercessor, advocate. What, he, what Jesus liberated and, and brought back to us was our language. Paul said, Paul, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians, he said, I thank God, because they were arguing about praying in tongues, he said, I thank God that I pray in tongues more than you all. Man, that sounds kind of selfish. No, what he was saying was, I thank God that I know how, and I'm, I'm, I'm busy praying in tongues more than I am listening to CNN. That's what Paul was saying. Oh, maybe Paul would have said Fox News. Anyway. <laughs> but you, 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 I spend more time praying in the Holy Ghost and getting the news and the information from God than I am listening to what other people think. That's what he's saying. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Everybody say, in his name. See, what he brought back to us was his name, but he gave us our language through the person of the Holy Spirit. He said, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things, and he will cause you to what? Recall. Everybody say, recall. Meaning, in parentheses, will remind you of and bring to your remembrance every single thing I told you. Now listen to me. I'm ending with this. <laughs> wow. Okay. Grasp this. Or this is the way I see it. You, you can meditate on it. But he can you give me that again just for a second? He told me this. The Holy Spirit in me is reminding me of everything that he, that he told me. And listen to me. Before the foundation of the world. So somewhere around between... 7,000 and a billion years ago, there was a meeting. Right? Because what we know of planet Earth is about 7,000 years in this dispensation of time. I'm not saying that there wasn't times before. Absolutely, probably was. Things were destroyed or whatever, and then the, it was made anew. Okay? I'm just talking about in this dispensation of time that we know of from Adam and Eve is about 7,000 plus years, somewhere in there. Okay, so between 7,000 and a billion years, because a day is 1,000 years to God, so it, you know, it could be anywhere from a day to two weeks, that they had a meeting before the foundation of the world, and they told me things, they, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, told Burt Wimberly things before Burt Wimberly was even thought about. He said things to me before the foundation of the world, about the way he created me and what he created me for and how he established me and what he wanted me to fulfill in the earth. And every day when I pray in the Holy Ghost, 
He's constantly recalling and bringing to my remembrance these things so that I can fulfill his purpose and his plan. So I'll think like him, I'll live like him, I'll act like him, I'll talk like him, I'll operate like him, and I'll fulfill his plan and purpose in the earth. Can you say amen? Come on, give God praise. Wow, what a God. What a God, what a God. What a God we serve. Can you say amen? You have nothing to fear. You have nothing to be afraid of. And no matter what anything looks like today, it is subject to be changed as it lines up with the Word of God. It's subject to change. So here's the thing. And I want you to meditate on this. Think think about this. Don't just anybody stand for this. This is vital. Everybody just close your eyes so everybody's not looking around and say, oh, they're standing. No, it doesn't matter who's standing. You need to stand if you need to based on what I'm saying, but don't stand just to stand. If you've been in fear about some things not happening or coming to pass, uh, and, and I'm asking everybody, just keep your eyes closed, and I just want you to do one thing. If you've been in fear about some things in your life not coming to pass, God wants to liberate you right now. And you say, yeah, I know exactly what it is. Then just stand. Listen to me. Listen, it doesn't matter if you've got 97 things that you're not afraid of. Do not allow one thing, three things, five things. I don't care what it is. You know what they are. I'm not going to ask you to repeat them. I'm not going to ask you to come stand up here. I just want you to stand to your feet where you are. And you say, I want to be delivered right now. Right now. Stand to your feet if that's you. You're afraid of something not coming to pass. Now, don't stand if you're not. And that's, that's good. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you don't have attacks and doubt and unbelief tries to come and those kind of things. You cast them down. That's fine. Every, that, that, that is common to mankind. I'm talking about something specific that you, you know. What I'm, what I'm asking right now is you because God's saying it. I could not end this service today without me speaking over each one of you that stand in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, today. Thank you, Father, today. So, oh, man. I just want to say it to you like this. I'm I'm speaking to you like the Father was speaking. I didn't say I was the Father. I'm saying I'm speaking to you like the Father was speaking to you because he gave me these certain verses. And he's telling you right now, you've already heard it today, but he's telling you right now, Okay, And he's talking to you individually like you're the only one standing. There's others standing in here. If you you didn't look around, there's others standing. But he's talking to you like you are the only one. And he's saying, I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. And those things that you're afraid are never coming to pass as long as is that's me, and I'll reveal it to you. Nothing will stop it. Because my plans are good and they're not evil. And my plans and my thoughts for you are for you to have that expectation for completion. The Father is saying, I, I live in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I live in you. And I have your best interest. And fear is not a part of that. 
fear is nowhere in my plan for your life. I didn't give you fear. And I'm telling you today, do not receive it. Cast it down every single day. And these plans and these thoughts I have for you, they are coming to pass and nothing will stop it. Father, right now, I thank you that your words released over them are not returning void, but accomplishing what we've set them out to accomplish. And I declare today that they are liberated and free, free from fear, and fear will not have dominion over their lives from this day forward. No more fear. No fear here, as it was said earlier. No fear here. No fear here in each one of them individually. You didn't give them fear. They don't have to receive fear. They can believe the opposite of fear. And I thank you, Father, for the strength that you've given them inside to overcome in this situation. We bless you. We honor you today in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen and amen and amen. Come on, give God praise today.